Good morning, friends. I am recording a message that I delivered yesterday at St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Mineral Wells, Texas. The title of the message is The Edge of Gratitude. It's based on Luke 17, verses 11 to 19. It's the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. You know, we've got Thanksgiving coming up in about a month, and I'm really kind of looking forward to it. It's my favorite holiday, primarily because it's one of the least expensive of the holidays. <clears throat> and besides, I am not the one doing all the cooking. I also like the Thanksgiving holiday because I like what it stands for, the thankful heart. The longer I live, the more I realize that gratitude is a believer's greatest asset, and it's the greatest weapon against adversity. Like you, I know a lot of people who are perpetually happy, and a lot of people who are perpetually unhappy. The difference is not their lot in life or their income or their wealth or their number of friends or their geographical location or the amount of spare time they enjoy. The happiest people I know are people who are grateful. But it is also true that gratitude gives you an edge in life. Possessing a thankful heart and an attitude of gratitude puts you in a position to get more out of life. Today we'll take a look at a story that illustrates this, and if you've got your Bible, you may want to track along with me in Luke chapter 17. Jesus and his disciples were traveling on their way to Jerusalem, walking along the border of Samaria and Galilee. Jews and Samaritans were typically not cordial with one another. There was a lot of racism and prejudice between them. The Jews especially looked down on Samaritans because their Jewish ancestors had married people of other nations. They were a mixed race. However, we see a different attitude from Jesus. On several occasions, he ministered to Samaritans, and on several occasions, he even used Samaritans as an example of righteous living. You can check back to Luke 11 and read the story of the Good Samaritan. In those days when Jews traveled from Galilee to Jerusalem, they often take, took a different route, adding days to their journey just to avoid having to pass through Samaria but not Jesus and his disciples. So here they were on their way to Jerusalem, and Luke writes in verses 12 and 13, As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. The reason they stood at a distance is because leprosy is a highly contagious disease, and social custom required that lepers not come in direct contact with the general population. An entire village could easily become infected quickly, so lepers were required to live in colonies together outside the city limits. However, in verse 14 we read, When he, that's Jesus, saw them, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Some types of leprosy or various skin infections were permanent. Others could be treated and healed. The custom was that after a patient with a skin condition had been cured, he or she was to go to the priest and be declared clean. At that point, they could become part of society again. When Jesus told the lepers to go show themselves to the priest, he was saying, in effect, that they would be healed. And they were, as Luke says in verse 14, and as they went, they were cleansed. Here's where the story takes the turn that we'll look at more closely. Verses 15 and 16. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan.
Now, I'll actually get to my three action points at the end, but right now I want to make just three general observations. Here's observation one. Gratitude puts you in the minority. In this story, one out of ten expressed gratitude. That's ten percent. In our world today, the percentages might be lower. Now, that might sound cynical, but I believe this based on experience. And you know what this tells me? It tells me that grateful people stick out in the crowd. It tells me that grateful people get noticed. If you're a grateful person, you've got an edge. Let me give you an example. Two weeks ago, my daughter went to visit her cousin in Alabama to see the Alabama Ole Miss football game. Now understand, my daughter is a dyed-in-the-wool Texas Longhorn fan. So when she arrived at the airport, she was wearing burnt orange from head to foot with two burnt orange roll-ons to boot. She was like the opposite of Where's Waldo. It wasn't hard to spot her in the crowd. You know what? Grateful people are just as conspicuous in the workplace, at home, church, and among friends because truly grateful people are just as rare as a burnt orange t-shirt at an Alabama football game. Being truly grateful puts you in a league of your own. It gives you an edge. It separates you from the crowd. Jesus acknowledges this in today's story in verses 17 and 18. He asked, We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Observation 2. Gratitude is an expression, not just an emotion. Many people say, it's not that I don't feel gratitude, it's just that I'm not very good at expressing it. Guess what? You know, the whole purpose of gratitude is not that you feel it, but that you show it. If you aren't expressing gratitude, then your gratitude is no one any good. Gratitude not expressed is not gratitude. This story begins with the lepers calling out to Jesus for help, saying, have pity on us. I mean, imagine, what if Jesus had said, okay, I'll have pity. I have strong feelings of compassion for you in my heart. Unfortunately, I'm not very good at expressing it, but I can assure you that I feel it. Can you imagine such a thing? Of course not. It's the same with gratitude. Gratitude is useful only when it's expressed and demonstrated and put into action. One of the things <clears throat> I love about this story is that the leper came back praising God in a loud voice. And the Bible says that he threw himself at Jesus' feet to thank him. I got to thinking about that. Do I do this often enough? Do I make it a point to thank someone in a loud voice? I know I can complain in a loud voice. I know I can give orders in a loud voice. I know I can tell jokes in a loud voice. But do I often enough say thank you in a loud voice? Gratitude is an expression, and the best expressions of gratitude are often a little over the top. Most of you know Tom Hanks, Oscar-winning actor. He got his start in a silly, short-lived TV show called Bosom Buddies in which he had to wear a wig and a dress. He was so broke in those days <clears throat> that he even had to ask the show's producer, Tom Miller, for a $5,000 loan, even before the show went on the air. Miller said that as soon as Hank started getting paid, he started paying the money back. More importantly, though, Tom Miller once said that even today, when he runs into Hanks on a soundstage or a studio parking lot, 
Hanks will literally drop to his knees and say, thank you for helping me with my career. Isn't that amazing? I mean, friends, if you're sincerely grateful, it's okay to be a little loud in expressing it. Just like Tom Hanks, just like this Samaritan. Here's how Luke ends the story in verse 19. Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Here's my third observation. Gratitude opens the door for more. When this leper came back to say thank you, he learned a powerful lesson. He learned that he'd been healed by the power of faith. The others didn't fully understand this. They thought perhaps they got lucky that day, that they were just in the right place at the right time when Jesus was passing by, and that it was a -a once-in-a-lifetime miracle. But this Samaritan leper learned the rest of the story. He learned the principle behind his healing, that God responds to our faith. He learned that his healing wasn't just a -a once-in-a-lifetime lucky break, but that it was connected to a living principle that can be lived out in one's daily life. Because this Samaritan made it a point to express his gratitude to Jesus, he was able to learn everything that this miracle could teach him, and it was a lesson he could take with him for the rest of his life. That is why I say that gratitude gives you an edge. It opens the door for more. It makes possible greater understanding of biblical truth, and it gives you a fuller experience of life in God. So how do we put this message into practice? Well, I want to mention three things you can do to get that edge of gratitude. First of all, make a list. Most of us are guilty of not saying thank you enough, so I encourage you to start a list of those to whom you need to say thanks. Now, of course, at the top of the list is God. It goes without saying. We should get in the habit of thanking Him every day, every single time we pray for all the good and wonderful things He's done for us especially in the gift of his son, Jesus. There are also so many people, many, many people that God has brought into your life. People who have blessed you and taught you and encouraged you and corrected you, and they deserve your gratitude as well. And I might add, since this is Pastor Appreciation Month, those of you that are listening, say thank you to your pastor. Many of you also have a Facebook account. Facebook makes it possible for me to say thank you to hundreds of people and to even hear thank you from many former students, co-workers, and church members. So take some time today. Make a list of people to whom you need to say thank you, and then take a moment to say a special thank you to each of them. And second, make an effort. The significant part of this story is that the Samaritan leper went out of his way to come back and say thank you. That's what set him apart from the rest. The other nine, to a man, probably would have said, it's not that I don't appreciate it. Sure I do. I just didn't have the opportunity to say thank you yet. Well, I'm saying make the opportunity. In every church I've ever served, there have been people who made it a point to say thank you to me. There was Richard Pinnear, for example, who always said, thank you, pastor, and keep on doing what you're doing. In my last church, there was Ed Richter, who always left with a big smile on his face and said, Thanks, Pastor. And one time he even said to me, I'm not going to wait to say it because I just might forget it. Let me ask you, why do we wait until people are gone to acknowledge it? Why do we just assume people know that we're grateful? Don't wait. Don't assume. Do it quickly. Say thank you now. Make a list. Make an effort. And third, make some noise. Do you remember how the Samaritan came back to Jesus with a loud voice and threw himself at his feet? 
It's a good example to follow, at least metaphorically speaking. Here's what I'm saying. Do your best to make your expression of gratitude proportionate to the favor. Usually you can't come close, but you can at least try. That's why a handwritten thank you note is so much better than a verbal thanks. It's why a wrapped gift is so much better than something just placed in a Walmart sack. If you're truly grateful, when you learn to say thank you, do it with flair. And I continue to learn this from my wife. We've talked about how to say thank you to others today. These principles also apply to how we say thank you to God. More than all others, he deserves your gratitude. And do you know what? He wants you to express it. Not only in words, but in your actions too. King David pretty much summed it up when he said in Psalm 100, verses 1 and 2, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. I have no doubt, friends, that most of you sincerely feel gratitude to God and others for what they've done. But I still ask, do you want an edge in life? Do you want to be blessed even more than you already are? Do you want to be an even greater blessing to others? If so, then get a hold of that gratitude you feel and look for ways to show it to others and to your Heavenly Father and make as big a deal about it as you possibly can. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion. God bless you, friends.